You are about to transition from overwhelmed to overflowing. Your storyline is changing to one of good luck and good fortune. Have faith in the unseen. Believe more than you doubt and enter into your new season of blessings. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your nurturing warrior guide through the darkness. Just a reminder, this episode is for educational purposes only, and it is not a substitute for professional therapy. If you're enjoying this podcast, hit subscribe and rate and review this podcast. You can free yourself from the narcissist's negative emotion cycle and create a positive life for yourself, just as I did. Part of that healing journey, I truly benefited from talk therapy. This is why I specifically chose out of all the sponsors out there, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. Just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential in therapy. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H and the link is in the show notes. Claim all the offerings and transformational workshops that we offer in our studio in the link in the show notes as well at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. Sagittarius season is upon us as well as a new moon in Sagittarius with many other planets being uplifting and supportive in this transition to help you overcome your heartache, overcome your stuck feelings, overcome your confusion and your disarray and just your feeling so lost. This is the time to plant new seeds, dream up and sit with yourself, find your inner truth, who are you? What do you love to do? What are your hobbies? Who do you want to be with? How do you want to be loved? And if you're listening to this podcast, chances are more than not that you are not being loved how you desire. And your desires are not wrong. You're not even being loved. You're being gaslit and you're being strung along uh, like a carrot. You are being abused under the guise of love. And so find within yourself, how do you truly want to be loved and plant the seeds of intention to find your way out of this stuck relationship, out of the abuse cycle, out of the vortex of the narcissist and find your way out. Plant the seeds for the universe to give you a door out 
Plant the seeds for the universe to give you a job so you can have an income to get out. Plant the seeds for the universe to bring you friends, bring you help, bring you a guiding angel to help you get out. These are all very powerful currently within the energy of the universe right now. And so as we enter into the holidays, I wanted to give you this because you may not be able to get out right away. And even if you are out, there's so much pain and heartache during the holidays. So this episode is special for you, Empath, to guide you through a survival guide through the holidays with either recovering from narcissistic abuse from your parents, from a family member, and or even a lover you're either currently with or have left. And just because you leave doesn't mean that it magically goes away. So here, Empath, in this episode, 113, How to Survive the Holidays with a Narcissist is here for you. Before we get into the seven tips on how to survive the holidays, I'm going to share a journal of my life experience and my musings about this. Not everyone has the capacity to love you as you need. When I was born, my parents were mourning when they had me. They hoped I would fill and replace the hole in their heart for my brother. And as soon as I started being loud, acting out, which took a long time, I quieted down quickly in my childhood. However, as I aged and grew into my own authentic self and my own woman, the mother of my own children, living the lifestyle of my own dreams, they didn't like it. It didn't fit into their box, their definition. And because I was so sensitive to the authoritarian parenting, They didn't recognize me once I broke out of my shell. They thought I was the person that I acted out as in order to stay in line to make sure that they didn't yell or weren't upset at me or punish me. And, you know, even for good intentions, I noticed this within my own daughter where she just does not want any negative energy or feedback towards her at all. She's very sensitive to that. And I was too. So I'm not saying that they were abusive at all. It was just like normal, you know, emotional interactions. I didn't like anything negative. And so I shapeshifted. I people pleased. And this really angered my father when he heard this as I was an adult because I think he tried his best to make sure that the house was a safe space for me to be truly who I was. But there were some very strong opinions as well, which kind of in my silent head, I thought, well, I'm not going to say that because I know clearly what they think about that topic. So that perfect daughter that was, so the perfect daughter that I acted out to be as a child was an extension of them. This is the other part about just that generation and the generation before them. It was be quiet and go play. And then it was, you're so perfect. I'm such a great parent that the child is an extension of the parent. And when you are unrecognizable, when you do things that are outside of what they approve of, they are ashamed. They are embarrassed. I felt that same body generational trauma pain when my children were little. And I worked through that. I worked hard to make sure that I was not ashamed of their natural behavior. So my aha moment as parents who see you as an extension of themselves 
who are always doers and making sure that they're doing things for their children versus just being. They cannot sit still. You know, they don't spend time with me if there is no project to be done at my house, if I don't need them, if I am not in distress. They think I'm independent and fine, which is in fact true. And at the same time, I really truly feel like I want them to stay and spend time with me. Just be. I feel that with everybody I love, my children, my husband, just be with me. Spend time with me. We talk a lot about love language in the world. Mine obviously is time. Some people's is acts of service. And it's important to meet in the middle and have a balance of all the different love languages in our relationships. But the time for me to desire to receive love from someone who is not capable of loving or is so wrapped up in their own self, ego, identity, and motivation that they cannot even break away for a moment in time to spend time with their daughter or to call and make sure that they are okay if they get news that they're sick. That right there is neglect. And neglect is a form of abuse. So I'm not going to excuse it anymore. I'm not going to justify it anymore. And I hope that you don't either. This is a very powerful aha moment is when I was gaslit recently. And then it reminded me of when I was gaslit a while back by my own father. And I kept making justifications even after seeing that clearly. Would I advise any of my other friends to feel and do what I've been trying to do ever since? No. So why am I doing it to myself? None of us can truly diagnose NPD unless that person goes to therapy and the therapist does so. But all you can really tell is how they act and show you who they are. And if they lack empathy, they lack any sympathy or have any tenderness for holding space for how you feel, they are showing you they do not have the capacity to. And you must not be vulnerable with them anymore. And you must distance yourself and lower your expectations from that person. So to expect love as you deserve from a person who's shown you they cannot is not realistic. It's like that beautiful analogy that Sarah Durham Wilson shared with us in episode number 96. That parent, that lover, they're like that old shack wherever they're from, right? Could be on the bayou, it could be on the beach, it could be in the city. Tiny little shop that's broken down, doesn't have a lot of shelves, is very rickety and rusty. And you keep banging on the doors of the shop saying, hey, hello, do you have empathy? Do you have sensitivity? Do you have time for me? And they keep saying, darling, don't have time for you. I don't have empathy or sympathy. I do not have the emotional capacity on the shelf here. Haven't carried it in stock, never have. I might've been glistening and look a little faux when you were younger, but it never truly was here on the shelves. Never was, never will be. Stop coming here and asking for that. We don't carry that here. Same thing. So all of this to say that a lot of us have these high expectations of bliss and perfection and romance that we see on the TV, in the ads, in movies, and just in our own imagination of what we feel like we deserve and dream of. And 
Some people do experience that. But the people that experience that during their holidays do not tolerate or put up with drama, bad behavior, being blamed, chasing people who abandon them. Those people embrace who they have connected with them right there, who are with them every day. So this is why Friendsgiving is a big trend now. You don't have to go and be with your family during the holidays if they are the source of your pain and anxiety and depression and feelings of abandonment. You can have your own new traditions and your own Thanksgiving with your friends, your soul family. And a perfect holiday in the past for me was to recreate the feelings that I had as a child during the holidays. But that's unrealistic. That never existed. It was just a faux can of fake love and harmony. Because it was all exterior. Glazing and glossing over and stepping over the giant elephant in the room of trauma, pain, all the things hidden that don't want to be addressed. You know, verbal abuse, yelling from their childhood, their parents' childhood, all the things. The holidays are a perfect time to pretend that they never existed and to get together as a family and enjoy some time together because that's what you're supposed to do. But then afterwards, I would hear the complaining and the oh my gosh did you see how she did this and that and oh she's so fake and this and that and you know it brings you back to your triggers in your childhood I listened to that as a child and the car ride home from the holidays and then I realized I was starting to do that too and I thought this I cannot have my girls doing this moving forward this is not healthy this is no need to put yourself in danger and then complain about it afterwards right this is not the way forward This is not the way. Because that love was a lie. It was based on a conditional situation that if I make sense to them, if everyone in their life makes sense to them, if we all color within the lines and stay inside the box of whatever that family's structure, ideology is, if I go to church and have a good job, if we pray before dinner and or be a good mom, have a Christian husband, need them to rescue me, need them to help me with things because I'm still a oozy-wootsy dependent baby. I'm very independent, can you tell? And have favors that I need them to help me with and do all that. It seems like that's the person that they know and love. But the person I am today, they don't accept. They don't understand. So therefore, they can't have the capacity to love because their love was all based on this magical web of lies. The construct of a person that they thought I was, that depends on them. And is really, I can't control that. I can only control who I am and my traditions I create. And is what they loved about me. So their capacity to love is within that box. And I'm outside the box. We all are outside the box. Infinite beings of the universe. We don't fit inside a box. But a lot of people only love within a box. But I am proud of being outside the box. I am proud of who I am and who I've 
grown into be loving and being bold to ask for what I want and then receiving it in a relationship where I always constantly fear and dread that I'll be abandoned again. And over and over when you're with a healthy partner, they present to you that it's safe, that it's okay. It might always not be easy, but then afterwards they think about it and say, yeah, you're right. You need this and I need to work on providing it. And they can even come back and say, I need this. Can you work on providing it? You know, meeting in the middle and sharing. That's all we wish for is to be seen, loved, and heard in relationship. Love shouldn't be from a place of, I understand you only in this way, or you fit into my constructs of a good daughter, a good lover, and if you don't, then I don't love you, and I punish you, and I guilt you, and I shame you, and I abandon you, and I leave you, and I do all these horrible things that make you really triggered and upset and wounded. Love should just be. Love should be from a place, even if you don't agree, even if there are stark differences in your ideology and your views on the world and life, especially when it comes to family, things are going to change and shift. And I know personally that this can be true. Thank you to my aunt who always unconditionally loves me and we have very different views on things. She supports me and listens to me and she even listens to this podcast, the only person in my family who does. So thank you, my dear aunt. You know who you are. The holidays are not for show. They are for love and time spent in gratitude and generosity together. So find your unconditional love tribe and celebrate with them. Maybe that's just friends for you. That's okay. Celebrate with me through the 12 days of Zodiac tradition. The link will be in the show notes. I'm going to be doing a blog every day starting on December 12th, going through the study of the Jaffra images and symbolism of the Zodiac, and we'll just be journaling and contemplating on them all the 12 days. And we can have a discussion in the blog and just start our own new tradition. Feel support there too. And I have some really exciting news that in 2023, I am launching a community. So all of you listeners who are on the email list and are listening now, make sure that you stay connected and tuned to grab your beta testing offer. So it's kind of like an early bird offer for all of those who are committed and loyal listening to this now to get in on this amazing community at 50% off of the normal membership fee. So it's going to be incredible. I have this huge vision I received about creating community and places that we can talk and ask and answer questions and support each other and be a safe container away from all of the predators on social media and also be a safe container for us to Uh, do all of our healing and provide you with affirmations and meditations. I mean, so much more. This is just flowing out of what my vision is, as well as monthly circles. So stay tuned. Definitely make sure you're on my email list. You can sign up anyway through the link in the show notes to get news and updated on that new community starting in January 2023 to just gain that daily exclusive support. There are five survival guide tips 
So the first survival guide tip is to release the guilt that the family will put on you. This is not yours to hold. Yes, it is hard as the chain breaker and pattern breaker of ancestral abuse and trauma. It's hard, but you don't have to carry the guilt that you are not carrying on the traditions anymore. I have pulled a tarot card for guidance and wisdom as to where do we need to invest our energy in this holiday season. And I pull the tarot card, Five of Wands. And the Five of Wands is numerology, number five. When you see this repeating, it means to take care of yourself. And the wands are fire. The wands are inspiration and creativity. And when this card is pulled upright, it does usually depict that there's some conflict and some struggle going on and situations reside. And I actually pulled it upside down. So what it means when it's upside down is that there's some relief after these conflicts. So maybe in the past, as maybe you yourself have experienced myself, that in the past there's been conflicts around the holidays. And maybe now is the time to take that sigh of relief, take it from this podcast, from my personal experience, that you don't have to please everybody and show up to a perfect holiday to make sure that they love you. If that's their only definition and way of love, then you get to sigh a relief and say, ah, I don't have to participate in that. You have the authority and autonomy to say, I can be my own person. You can show up to the family gathering with the lowest of expectations and do these things that I'm going to list off for your survival guide. But you also don't have to show up. Mind-blowing, right? So the fives are telling us, five of wands is telling us to take care of yourself. Let go of the negative past experiences. Forgive those who have wronged you. But for me, I'm going to give this caveat, keep them at a healthy distance. So your ego is healthy in the respect that you're going to have caution. You're going to tread with caution and keep them on your outer circle versus being vulnerable with them in your inner circle. Drink loads of water, by the way. Just keep drinking the water, especially if you're consuming alcohol. Sometimes we forget to do that. It's cold. We forget to drink water. That's all going to regulate your body system. Eat whole foods. Do spiritual cleansing practices. And study the Jafras with me in December 12th. Bury old wrongs that are distracting you. Sometimes these things unearth around the holidays and their drama ensues because we haven't addressed it during the year because we feel like, oh, well, I'm being too sensitive about it. I don't want to overreact. Going to therapy seems too drastic over this. But then the holidays come around and these old grudges get unearthed and then drama ensues. Anger ensues, resentment, and heartache. Don't be afraid to start new traditions and release old ones that you are self-sacrificing to keep or to please others. Put your best foot forward and your future will hold change, challenges, yet freedom. You don't have to prove yourself to anyone. The wands of fire upside down with the five of wands is that sigh of relief of there doesn't have to be struggles anymore. You have gained clarity. 
You know what's going on. You know the game. Now, you don't have to call them out. You can just disengage. You can stop playing the game. The wands are also a symbol of themes and goals and dreams. So again, we're talking about the holidays. There's themes and traditions around the holidays. There are relationship goals. Maybe you are starting with the new year. You have personal goals and dreams. But I would say instead of pushing so hard to do what the patriarchy is always wishing for us to do is think, create, construct, be responsible. This season, just take a breath, a sigh of relief, gain the clarity you need, be with you, be with the people who truly love you and invest in you with their time and their emotions and just find peace and clarity in your mind over this. This situation that you're worrying about, the anxiety, it is very real, but it can all be controlled and tempered through your mind. And your mind then will have the calm to execute the actions that dispel all of this drama. The second step is self-care. Self-care is important for all year round, but it's extra important during the holidays. Again, make sure to hydrate, eat well, exercise, journal. Take advantage of the full moons and burn, journal and burn and release through the energy, the potent energy, and that full moon ritual is in the free How to Draw Powerful Boundaries workshop. Grab that link in the show notes. Meditate, get eight hours of sleep, go to therapy, book an emotion code session, release the emotional baggage through the subconscious through those sessions, through the full moon, and of course, listen to this podcast. During the holidays, I will be taking a break from interviewing, but I will still be uploading episodes with highlights, reruns, and just other supportive information. Number three is adjust your expectations down to zero. Don't have lofty dreams and shop at that old general store again. So lower the expectations. Assume that they won't spend time with you as much as you wish. Assume that they will make it all about themselves and draw attention to them and blame you for things. Assume that there definitely will be drama and it will all revolve around them being the victim. So that way, when you're assuming very low, low expectations, your heart won't be broken because you did not expect some lofty ideal dream from someone who just didn't have the capacity to give you that. Number four is gray rock method. If again, you have to co-parent, you're going to a big family gathering and there's one narcissist there, you just dread being around. This is a great method to use if there's no way to go, no contact. Gray rock method is an emotional It's a tool for you emotionally to disconnect from their drama emotionally. Avoid being one-on-one with them. Do not engage in their drama. So don't mimic and match their energy and excitement about a topic that they're talking about, which is of course them and maybe them being the victim. So great phrases to get out if you get caught by them one-on-one is, excuse me while I go powder my nose. No, just kidding. Go to the bathroom. 
that really you can't like not get out of going to the bathroom, right? You don't have to go to the bathroom. Excuse me while I go to the bathroom. Let's change the topic to the weather. I don't know, something, the dogs. Oh, look, it's cousin Louie just arrived. I'm going to go say hi. Or you can say, I'm going to go help in the kitchen now and just walk away. These are all great excuses. You don't feel bad. You don't have to call them out. You just get out. Now, if you are co-parenting with a high conflict parent, in episode 81, Sarah Komodo of Narc Proof and Thriving shared on her Instagram, I had to share with you guys, with the holidays fast approaching, please keep in the forefront of your mind that this is usually when things start getting heated. Number one, your high conflict co-parent will be asking for more time with the child. Number two, whatever prearranged plans you have, they will mess your schedule up. Your high conflict co-parent will get the children hyped up by making plans they can't or won't follow through on. Number four, when they guilt you into doing something as a quote unquote family, they'll create chaos out of nothing and ruin the day. Just in general, being difficult just because they can. If you need help with co-parenting with a high conflict co-parent, DM her quote co-parent if you're ready to end the crazy making cycle for good. You can find all the links to Sarah in episode 81. And if you haven't listened to that yet, that is a great one to listen to. Number five is fill your holidays with pleasure for yourself on your own time with other loved ones and friends who you adore and they adore you. So watch holiday movies, guilt-free, bake, shop, surround yourself with friends who are empathetic and family members who are caring. And for a bonus tip, number six is talk to a professional. Again, you can always contact a professional through BetterHelp, find someone locally, licensed social worker is also a great place to start if a therapist is too much, too lofty, whatever the reason, right? Both of them are trained in helping you with your mental health. You can read my book, Empath and the Narcissist, for free during the holidays and listen to it on Audible. You can get workshops that I have offering up in the shop, ravenscott.show forward slash shop. How to Leave the Narcissist provides loads of tools. The Drawing Powerful Boundaries also provides tools and my favorite is the masterclass that I collaborated with, with Master Kathy. And if you are feeling like there's more to life and have a deep longing for meaningful and authentic relationships and to act and be authentic out into the world, yet you still remain in the darkness or under the cloak of disguise of your mask of your ego, and you feel that you are a victim and not the creator of your life, these experiences are your fuel for transformation. So stop denying your divinity and gain your soul integration to connect with your divine soul to your earthly body in order to live on fire, free and authentic to live your life of purpose in the masterclass with Magic Kathy and myself. The link is in the show notes. The whole point of t- tip number six is to gain support. You can, you do not have to do this alone. You do not have to go through the holidays alone. We are here as a community to help you. I'm always on Instagram if you just need a friendly face and some inspiring and empowering messages. 
I will still be doing my newsletter. So subscribe to the newsletter to receive your empowerment messages, your sparkle reminders on every Saturday, articles that I write, supportive information, and just any aha moment that I have, I put out to my email list. And number seven, tip number seven is establish your own traditions. This is my favorite. I don't know if this sounds amazing to you or daunting, but just start with one. Again, this is why I do the 12 days of Zodiac. It's mine, mine alone. No one in my family does it. I love it. It's my own tradition I can pass on to my children. If you wish to learn more about the 12 days of Zodiac, I will be sending out an email of how to practice this to my email list. So again, make sure that you are signed up and a part of the newsletter. So with this sigh of relief, after your mental struggle to quote unquote do the right thing and please everyone, just be. That can be your new tradition, just be. Be confident in your intuition and your decision for drawing boundaries, limiting your time, not talking to a particular person at the event. Don't feel guilty. Like the first tip was release the guilt and shame. You 100% deserve a drama-free holiday. Wait, did you hear that? You deserve and are worthy of a 100% drama-free holiday. So these decisions that you're making, although they may buck the system here in your family unit or with your partner, they're not serving your higher self. So you have others around you who have strong views, I can relate, about what you should do. And this is creating an enormous amount of tension and disagreement. Just when you think you have a clear perspective, someone challenges you on it. Or you discover new information and you change your standpoint again. This process is beneficial and will help you come to a well-researched and well-thought-out viewpoint. Know, too, that there is no right answer, and someone always will disagree with the path you choose. So find the option that sits best with you. Align your head and your heart to discover a sense of peace within yourself. And back to the Five of Wands, Reversed, it can suggest that you have the tendency to avoid conflict wherever feasible. You may find that any tension makes you feel uneasy and you wish it would just go away. So you deflect a lot of that energy and ignore the problem if there is one. The trouble, however, is that in doing this, you may just be pushing some of your concerns to the side without dealing with them or asserting your viewpoint. Some conflict can be useful particularly if it is constructive and draws out the underlying issues in a way that can generate a better solution. And also share with the person why you're not talking to them anymore, possibly. A bit of that conflict has to come so that you can reveal to them, I am not speaking to you because fill in the blank. Discover whether always avoiding such discomfort is the best way to go. Sometimes it can, like with a sibling or parent and sometimes it cannot go well because that parent or let's say your partner who is a narcissist is going to retaliate is going to get more dangerous and is going to lash out because now their ego is hurt and their ego is their cherished treasure and gold so consider whether always avoiding such discomfort is the best way to go 
or if you are finding yourself compromising on what is important to you. And all of this, all the answers are unique to each one of your situations. So this is why I always talk about tuning into your intuition and your gut. What is serving your highest self? What is serving, let's say even consider your children. If you put yourself in your child's shoes, what would you want your parent to do? And then do that. The five wands reversed is like a sigh of relief after a struggle. You are no longer up against so much competition or conflict and you can just be. So I think this is something for all of us to focus in on and strive for and know that it's possible and you are capable and worthy of just being without having to people please everyone and go to all these family functions and holiday parties possibly for your partner for their work or your work and you don't want your partner coming with you because they always cause a scene all of these things you can now draw those boundaries and make those decisions that serve yourself and that serve the best for everyone you've worked through your anger you are working through it you're working through your healing process and you're working through all of this but you know what you don't have to prove yourself anymore you can just be and this is the way to survive the holidays always feel free to reach out gain support through all of my ways that I communicate through the blog emails my book and this podcast wishing you all the very best most peaceful holiday season with only those who love you for who you are and support you and have empathy for you so much love and light to you this holiday season peace be with you happy holidays and thank you again so much for your reviews this one this week is beginning of healing for empaths ready to reclaim their power back listen to this podcast thank you so much and remember always keep your unique light shining Madvi is helping people clear emotions, trapped cords, and subconscious beliefs every day through the emotion code. She is amazing. I'm personally working with her on my relationship refocus uh, after I've completed my abundance clearing. And my God, is it working? It is so working and it's so amazing. I'm clearing out things like I feel safe to express my thoughts and feelings with my partner. I'm clearing out old connections, disappointments, trapped emotions from way back into my childhood with my sibling. And so if you have not connected with her, you must just try. Just have a conversation with her, 30 minutes free Q&A of like, what is the emotion code and how can this help me? And give it a try. It's free. So connect with her in the link in the show notes at www.modvi.ca Are you looking for ways to heal your heart from trauma? 
I am honored to be a guest on another Trauma to Triumph Summit hosted by a completely different person, Patrice Pugh, and she has a personal experience of trauma. She was held at gunpoint by her own son, who is now incarcerated, and she is making her tragic and so horribly sad story into gold, and she's helping others heal through trauma. This is a 14-day online summit. You can do at the leisure of your own timing and in the comfort of your own home from November 28th through December 11th. Patrice Pugh is taking you through different topics of how trauma does not define you, going from survivor to thriver, taming the bullying between your ears, and what I'm sharing is five stages of forgiveness. The best part is it's totally free. So get your free ticket for the Trauma to Triumph Summit today in the link in the show notes. I want to take a moment and invite you to Think Unbroken Conference. That's right. Our next conference is happening right around the corner this December with amazing speakers from around the world who are leaders in personal development, trauma education, mindset, and more. All you have to do to register to watch for free, that's right, $0, come and join us, is go to myunbrokenlife.com, register and sign up. You can get access to the free event. Watch it live with us this December. It'll be myself speaking along with amazing human beings like Anthony Trucks, Jamie Bronstein, Leslie Logan, and a special interview that I'm doing with Dr. Gabor Mate that has never before been released. So come and join us, myunbrokenlife.com. All you have to do is put in your email. We'll send you over the registration. You'll be able to come and join us, watch live. And then if you want access to the recordings or more information there for you to keep them forever. But in the meantime, go sign up. Block it off on your calendar. This is going to be a transformational experience that you do not want to miss. Head over to myunbrokenlife.com to register for free. Until next time, be unbroken. Sleepless nights and headaches stack. Restlessness to hell and back. What's my purpose? What do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack. And sometimes you just gotta believe there's something that'll give you relief. There's something that'll have what you need, what you need. We're broken, it's tragic, we're not all elastic, but maybe there's magic. Believe you could have it, and I know of sadness, the anxious in panic, the infinite vastness of all that is blackness.